<laughs> okay. Here we go. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. It's a Sunday morning. Ring, 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 we're on the air, it's a Sunday morning We know that it's well worthwhile As listeners to the wire, that's what we hope you intend to be Good citizens, now you're grown up, you're champions of the free We're on the air, it's a Sunday morning Greeting everybody with a smile 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 Fuck all the fuckers Greeting everybody with a smile Greeting everybody with a smile Good morning, this is Station BPR, Breakfast Pirate Radio. My name is Eddie Kelly. The time on Station BPR is exactly the same as it is at your home. Breakfast Pirate Radio, the station that takes it from the nation and brings it to you in the swinging capital of the Western world. Good morning. As I say, my name is Eddie Kelly. If that sounds familiar, it's because I used to once play for Arsenal Football Club. Now, the policy of this station is not just to bring you music. We want to enlighten you and educate you and possibly introduce you to a number of characters up and down the country who we believe will make a slightly large imprint on the cultural map as we know it. You can now listen to our northern industrial gay, a man who has not been heard of before. Mr Jerry Arkwright. I can feel it. There's something happening. Are you ready for this, mother? Right, you southern flash bastard, you cultural pigs. I've come with a tail from up north. I'm an industrial gay, and I like it that way. Fist fucking on the first of fourth. The time has come for the north to rise in a welter of leather and sweat. And I've cruised down south looking for big boys and I haven't met a big one yet. But I've had shopkeepers, gas fitters, lorry drivers, tyre spices, even had a grave digger once. I've had riggers and cabbies and fitters and nabbies down here. I've had a king's cross bunce. I've never had an artist or a middle class twat and I don't fuck clerks from the bank. But I once met a teacher at a football match and we won, so I gave him a bloody good blow job. You're listening to the sounds of Mr. Jerry Arkwright, the northern industrial gay. Earlier during the week, we sent our roving reporter, Miss Rachel Strong, up north to talk to Jerry. Well, that was just a tiny snatch of the new record, the first record, in fact, by Mr. Jerry Arkwright, entitled The North Will Rise. Well, I went up north this week for Culture Watch to interview Mr. Arkwright. 
We met in the public bar of the Featherstone Rovers Rugby Football Club, and there we discussed certain points that were raised in, in the record. You may not find his comments too illuminating, but I'm sure you're going to find them very interesting. Well, good morning, Mr Arkwright. We've just heard your record. Can you tell me what you're hoping to achieve with this record, whether you're hoping to get your beliefs across to a wider audience or whether you're just trying to achieve stardom and a place in the charts? Well, I don't think, uh, I don't think I'll be getting a place in the charts, love, um, because uh, like, like the language on the record is such that I don't think it'll get played on uh, the radio. Mind you, having said that, I couldn't give a fuck anyway. That I think the radio, commercial radio, is a pile of shit, and I think it's part of southern conspiracy, you know. And uh, I'm not worried about that now. And uh, as for Stardom, I mean, I'm a well-known face, and the rest of me is quite well-known as well up north, you know. And uh, I just thought I'd make a record for me workmates, like, and they like it. It's uh, it's gone down well with clubs and stuff. All right. Well, you call yourself a northern industrial gay, is that right? That's right. And um, you talk in the record about fist-fucking and other aspects. Can you tell me, are you actually gay yourself? No, love, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gay. Like, like, up north, you got to understand that there's no such thing as gay. I mean, being gay is like... It's, a, it's another southern conspiracy. It's a, you know, it's just fucking wimps and puffs and... They're all talking about rationalising it and being accepted members of society and stuff. I've been a fucking member of society since I was bloody born. My father was fucking men. My grandfather, his father before him since the Industrial Revolution. They've all been fucking each other. It's not being gay. It's like part of your life. It's like having Sunday dinner. You know, you're working with men. You're, you're down pit. You're at steel mill. You're sweating and you're... You know, it's industrial. It's hard. And your cop gets hard, and, and you, you just fuck men. It's great, it's not being gay, it's just shagging. Well, it sounds a very liberated environment to me if it's accepted that widely, as, as you say. But can you tell me what the place of women in, the, in all this is? I mean, if, if your father and grandfather have been gay. Well, it's in the Bible. Women are vehicles for bringing forth new men, new, new girls and boys. And, the procreation of species, you know, that's what women are for. I mean, people down south, they talk about things like relationships and, and love, which is, ah, it's all right for bloody idiots. You know, love, where I come from, love's for fucking whippets and pigeons. You know, it's, it's part of your, it's just, it's just something you read about if you're bored or something. No, women are great. I love my mother. I love my mother. She cooks me dinner. She, you know, washes me clothes and stuff. She's great lass, great woman. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, I, I'd never dream of fucking one unless I wanted to how, how does she feel about your record? She loves it. She's very proud. She thinks it's great. I'm the first member of the Arkwright family who's ever had a record pressed. She, th she thinks it's wonderful. She knows her place, lass. So you feel, feel very strongly it's to do with your upbringing and environment that... Makes your sexual habits the way they are. Listen, love, it's not... It, uh, yeah, you're right when you say it's habit. It's been habit that's been formed since the Industrial Revolution. We're talking about northern men now. We're not talking about southern flash bastards and all that fucking crap. It's a southern conspiracy up here. They're trying to deny me the right to fuck who I want. I've been... I've, I've been disgusted. I've been travelling about the north of England there. The bloody Thatcher government... And, and the fucking Wilson government before him and Callahan, they're all the bloody same, they're all bastards. 
They're closing down factories here, they're closing down pits, they're closing down steelworks. Where's a man going to fuck? Where are you going to learn to relax? You've got to have hard day's work under your belt, love. You know, and then you know what you're doing on a Sunday afternoon. You can relax, you know what you're doing. You're sort of with men. Whippet racing, pigeon fancying, stuff like that. It's bloody great. They himself ain't got a fucking clue. Computer technology. That's what they're trying to fucking give us up north. They're trying to have us building fucking Japanese cars. You can't bloody work in a factory when robots are doing the job for you. There's no camaraderie, love. It's all software, computer technology. Makes you fucking sick. The time is going to come, love. There's going to be an uprising up north. We've had enough. We're not taking this lying down. You seem very embittered, very harsh about your treatment. Don't you feel that um, by admitting your oppression, you'd be making more headway than this aggressive approach? Well, I'm not oppressed. I'm not oppressed. I'm a bloody radical. I'm a revolutionary. And it's nothing new up north. We've had them for fucking hundreds of years, love. No, no, I'm not oppressed. I'm not oppressed at all. Aggression, aggression's part and parcel of lifestyle up north. It's like you smile, you listen to jokes down south up north. We're aggressive, it's great. Freddie Truman, Harvey Smith, they're all aggressive bastards. And they love a good poke up the arse, I can tell you. It's a fact, love, you can giggle. Hey, I'm telling you. No, 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 no. I remember the days, you see, when... Hey, steel mills... Making railway lines, Stockton to Darlington. You remember that Stevenson's rocket? I'm talking about coal mining. I'm talking about every industry now. And they want to take it away from us. I'm one of a dying breed, me, the working class. They're being replaced by the nouveau riche. And it's a southern fucking conspiracy. American and European companies, all their headquarters down south in London. And they come out and they offer us bloody breadcrumbs. They lay men off and they're offering us bloody yacht plot fucking crap schemes. Telling us to go clear canals for what? Clear canals for fucking holiday makers to go poncing around looking at the northern beautiful countryside. The southern pigs. It's all fucking dead. The bubble's going to burst, love. We're going to rise, I'm telling you. And they close another fucking factory up north, there'll be bloody trouble. Mast gango hammers and dumper trucks. Mast gango hammers and dumper trucks all the way down to London. They'll fucking see the Jarrow Crusade. And we'll all be in leather. You said you see yourself as one of a dying breed. Are there any any heroes of yours that have that have treated the problem in the, in the way that you'd like to treat it? Aye, Isambard Kingdom Brunel. It's the only man in my life. One of the greats. And why is that? He was an engineer. He was a man who knew about he knew about materials. He worked in stone, he worked in steel, he worked in iron. And sometimes he worked in leather. He was a brilliant man. A brilliant man. What about politicians? I ah, fuck the bastards. I fucking hate them. They're all bastards. They're all, they're all a bunch of cunts, love. I'm sorry, I don't often use that word, but they're cunts. <laughs> ah, you can laugh, love. You can laugh. It's a fact. Do you have any particular ambitions now you've made your record? Aye, I, I want to own a... I want to own my own firm. That's what I want to do. I want to have an empire. An empire of JCB diggers and dumper trucks. That's what I want more than anything. I want 10,000 men, and at any, any given moment in time, I can rally them, and we'll all be on the bloody M6, driving down to London, and we'll fucking destroy the Houses of Parliament. We'll fucking raise it to the ground. We've got demolition experts with Guy Fawkes. You talk about Guy Fawkes. I've got men in fucking Stockton and Wigan, mate. They could, they could raise that bastard pit to the ground tomorrow. That's my ambition. See all politicians shot. 
You seem to perceive a very essential split between the North and the South. Oh, that's actually true. Right, love. Oh, of course it's right, love. Aye, you see, they never got us, you see. They never got us. Oh, no. They never got us. The Normans, they came over in 1066. They're fucking testes full of French sperm, the bastards. They landed at Hastings, up to fucking London. They never got us. Never got us up north. Oh, no. Oh, no, so you see yourself as one of the pure breed? I'm one of the fucking the true, true English. I'm one of the true English, love. I'm not talking about French French fucking sperm, I'm talking English bloodstock. And the Welsh and the Scottish and the Irish, they're English. They're all English, all of them. The rest of you down south, you're fucking French. Coming over here with your poxy ideas and your funny fucking haircuts and clothes. Hehe, <laughs> it'll change, love, it's all going to change. But surely the development of the world isn't going to carry on in a kind of... In, in, in I a couldn't fascist... give a monkey's fuck about the development of the world, love. I couldn't give a fucking toss. That's politicians' talk. Always make sure, remove the fucking grain of dust from your own eye before you look at the plank of wood in your mates. Fuck it. So I what do you see as the main differences between the North and the North South? North and the South, main difference is we don't have to mix it up with fancy bloody words and rationalisation and politics. We just do. We are. We be. If you want to fuck a man, fuck him. So you see it as the main difference as being one of action rather than kind of passive Love, intellectualism? Love, you the nail right on the head. Absolutely. So the, the North and the South is the main thing that, that is behind your philosophy in That's the record. Right. That's right. That's it. So is there anything you'd like to tell us more about that? I think in many respects people have forgotten, you see. They've forgotten about our history. I'm not talking about the Empire. I couldn't give a fuck about the Empire. They've forgotten about the sense of self and an individual's right to be the master of their own destiny. And it's been stripped away. It's all been replaced by computer software technology. Not just at work, at home, television, video games. They don't know anymore. It's slowly being eroded. It's slowly being crushed out of them. And they don't know what's happening. And they've got to wake up. And I see it as my job to make sure they do wake up. That's about it. Thank you very much, Mr. Strong Station BPR reporting for Culture Watch from Featherstone Rovers Rugby Football Club. beautiful Sunday morning. Time for everybody to rise and go about their daily chores.
hope you're going to stay with us for the next two and a half hours. We shall be broadcasting on 235 metres on the medium wave band. This is Station BPR, Breakfast Pirate Radio, the station that takes it from the nation and brings it to the swinging capital of the Western world. And now, in the true tradition of professional radio, we bring you... Station BPR, Traffic Check. Thank you very much indeed. That was David, David, David O'Reilly, I do believe his name is. Sorry, we've just employed a lot of new staff on the station. I'm not quite sure who everybody is. Um, talking of new staff, we've got quite a few people for you to be introduced to. During the course of the morning, you shall be listening to Timmy Cross. He's the boy with all the gossip, the inside information that you all do desperately want to hear. Uh, you have heard myself, Eddie Kelly. Um, you have heard Rachel Strong, our roving reporter and token female. And, of course, you shall be hearing from Mr Luke Steiner. Now, Luke Steiner is a bit of a coup for the station. We flew him over from America. He is a bore, he is a Marxist, and he's just the sort of person you need to get you out of the house and cleaning that car, etc., etc. It is exactly the same time here on station BPR as it is in your home. The weather is absolutely gorgeous. Don't forget, you must lock away the amyl nitrate during the course of the day in case mum and dad comes to visit you on this beautiful Sunday morning. And if you don't, you probably do realise that it will, in fact, evaporate. What you're going to hear now is, in fact, a little Japanese import record. It is Afro Toshiba. He is doing an old Trogs cover called wild thing in Japanese is called Lochi Dai and it can be bought on an album entitled Down at the Old Bull and Bush.
Pirate Radio broadcasting to London on 235 meters on the medium wave band. We're on the air and it's a Sunday morning. Oh, we're greeting everybody with a smile. You tune in on a Sunday morning. You know that it's well worthwhile. As listeners to the wild ass, we help you insensibly. Good citizens, now you're grown up, you're champions of the free. We're on the air, and it's a Sunday morning. We're greeting everybody with a smile. We're greeting everybody with a smile. We're gonna greet everybody with a smile. We're gonna greet everybody with a smile. Greeting everybody with a smile. Good morning. My name is Eddie Kelly, and this is Station BPR Breakfast Pirate Radio. We will be transmitting every other Sunday morning on two feet five meters on the medium wave band between the hours of ten a.m. and one p.m. We're the station that takes it from the nation and brings it to you in the swinging capital of the Western world, or the swinging world of Western capitalism, whichever way you want to look at it. Here on BPR, we look at it in many ways, many, many different ways through the eyes of our station jocks: Luke Steiner, Rachel Strong, Timmy Cross, and yours truly, Eddie Kelly. You're listening to Station BPR, and I haven't got a clue what the time is. And this is Don Ellis. Ellis, indeed. Good morning. My name is Eddie Kelly. I am the dry, sardonic member of the broadcasting team. If my name sounds familiar, it's because I used to play for Arsenal Football Club. Now, this morning, we're not actually going to give you a full program. This, for us, is just a trial run. It's what we call in the biz a test transmission. I'd like to take the opportunity to welcome you all on board and maybe introduce you to some of our station characters and the station jocks, of whom we have today in the studio. Timmy Cross. He's the one with all the saucy gossip. We have Rachel Strong. Who's our news editor and journalist, and naturally Mr. Luke Steiner, the American boring Marxist with a very good knowledge of everything that goes on in the musical world. Um, we've got some stuff this morning which I think you're going to be interested in. We sent Rachel up north last week to interview Mr. Jerry Arkwright, the industrial northern gay. Very interesting interview that is. We've got some dirt on the Clash. We've got a little bit of filth on Kevin Rowlands. We've got some more dirty stuff on Harold Wilson, Maggie Thatcher. Oh, and David Coleman, of course. We've got some right old rubbish on him. Um, we've got an interview, as I say, with Kevin Rowlands and Dexter's Midnight Runners. But before we go any further, I am absolutely bursting for a ship, boys and girls. So what I'm going to do is put a record on, and I think I'll ask Timmy Cross to come in and introduce himself. This is Anna Blackman, and I do believe she's singing about kinky boots. <laughs> Everybody 
is going for those kinky boots, kinky boots. Kinky boots, it's a manly kind of fashion that you borrowed from the brutes. Borrowed from the brutes. Kinky boots, fashion magazine say wear them. And you rush to obey like the women in the harem. They all dig those boots. Everybody's rushing for those Russian boots. Russian boots. Kinky boots. Oh, cover, cover up the slender little tender food. With, With kinky, kinky slinky. Leather is so kinky. Come and get those kinky Hello, loves. Tim to be friends. Keep it personal. How you doing? Isn't it exciting? <gasps> oh, I've just come out the toilet with Eddie Kelly. He's a miserable bastard. He is long faced. Oh, get. Ooh, I hate him. I really do. Anyway, I'm the one with the fun and the gossip. I don't like music. Not since punk 1976. Honestly, it was so rough. I locked myself away with the Carmen Miranda records. I really do. <laughs> Mind you, I've been listening to it lately. I think they've all changed. They've all learned to play their instruments. It's nice. I think that Susie Sue, she's lovely. And Bob Geldof, I think he's fantastic. They're like the Freddie Stone, Ginger Rogers of punk. Don't you think so? I do. <laughs> anyway, I've got all the gossip and dirt which I'll give you later on. I'll tell you a bit about myself now. I love cooking. I love politics and Queen's Park Rangers because I love a bit of sport and I'm hoping to meet Stanley Bowes later on in the programme. I'm sure you'll like it too. Now then, I've got some right old dirt here. I've got it all on Kevin Rowlands, the thieving little bastard. I've got a little bit on, what's his name, Malcolm McLaren, the black man's best friend. <laughs> bit below the belt, that one. I've got a little bit on Harold Wilson. I've got some dirty stuff on Margaret Thatcher. What an old bag she was, I'm telling you. And listen to this. You'll love this bit. Our ambassadors of rock, the clash, the tax exiles. This is the clash in America. Here you go, loves. Listen, you'll love it. Hi, what's up? Hi, who's this? Oh, this is the Queen of Swords from Back Bay. Hi, I'm the King of Spites. <laughs> oh, that's great. But um, what I want to know, I mean, the RCYB, the RCP, the BU Exposure, the BULA, everybody was there tonight, you know? You're and like, I, No, like, You're I want to know... have it. What? You're out of it. What? No. I want to know why the limousine didn't come and pick me up. Well, I'll tell you why, because the limousine didn't come pick us up. We all go on a, t on a transit. Bus. Okay, well, how about, um... Right. No limousines at Clash concerts so far. Okay. Ooh, the well, I'll talk to you something next time. Oh, you, how about getting your own one? All right, well... Oh, wow, I'm supposed to be being real nice, because I want you to do me a favor. Forget it. What Listen, <laughs> Listen, you know, we got a dumb silver over here at BU, you know, you gotta help us. You know what I mean? Like, uh, emit, emit from the cosmos is the spy. I just, yeah, don't take the brown acid. Don't the brown acid, right? That's what he does for you. Uh, hang on, I've lost a bit of time. Hi, BCM. Good evening. Hello? Hi, who's this? This is the BBC. This is Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy how are you Jimmy. doing? Yeah, how's Tottenham doing? Real good. Oh my god. Can I hear some uh, Bruce Springsteen? Uh, possibly. Thanks for your call. No, actually, not really. Hi, BCN. Hi. Who's I'd this? I'd like to ask something a little serious. And it's, uh, what, do you, what kind of impression did the Beatles have on you? None at all, really. None at all? No, good night. Good night. Thanks for your call. Ooh, Hi, BCN. Okay. Yeah, this is Rick from Arlington. Hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. Hey, uh... I want to know if uh, Don Law picks your backup group or not. Hi? Did Don Law pick up your pick your backup group? We no, picked we pi always pick the backup group. We talk whenever we can. He never picked nothing. We picked it. We like to put yeah, on a good show everywhere we are. Because I heard his, your reference there to him to get the people out of the seats. Well, we're only trying to make things happen. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your call, man. Yeah. Hi, BCN. Hi, this is Charlie from Woven. Woo. Hi, Charlie. Good concert. 
Okay. I want to ask you a question. Is that reggae uh, your future album? No, some of it. There's some reggae on it, but there's a lot of other stuff as well. But uh, you should listen to a lot more reggae music than you already do. Everybody in Boston, right? We're trying to get some more out because uh, it's the greatest music, really. Okay, and where are you playing after this? New York. We're in New York we're tomorrow. Leaving, we're leaving for New York at 9 a.m. All right, have a good concert. Thanks Thank a you. lot, mate. Thank you. Hi, BCN. Hi, how you doing? All right, man. Uh, uh, listen. Not so hot. Do you consider yourself like the Elvis Costello brand of musicians? Or no. Or no. Anyway, they're supposed to be the ambassadors of British rock and roll. Could you believe it? It's disgusting. I really do. They sound like a bunch of Boy Scouts. Ooh, I wouldn't have been in their troop, I can assure you. Anyway, Luke, we're moving on now. Revolution through rock and roll. Good God, I should cook. I wouldn't let them leave me to the fucking toilet, that bunch. I really wouldn't. They'd probably lose their bloody way. Anyway, here's a bit of dirt for you. Now, this is Maggie Thatcher, right? I think you're going to like this. This is Maggie Thatcher, and this is the God's Honest Truth. And you know how, like, when she came into power, she was, like, very hard, and her voice was, like... Very hard and sort of the Iron Maiden touch and everything. And now when you listen to it, it's like very soft. Do you know what I mean? And approachable and very warm and generous. And well, there's a reason why, you see. And what it is she has elocution lessons. And this is a tape that was stolen. And we're so naughty, honestly, we are. We're so naughty, but I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck. I don't, honestly, I'm having a great time being a pirate. Anyway, this tape is stolen, right? And it's a tape recording of her being taught how to speak properly by one of the members of Saatchi and Saatchi. Listen to this, it's true, this. It's lovely. We, ne we never get this with the other channel, may I say. Hasn't she got a deep voice? <laughs> that was Harold Wilson. No, we'll have that in a minute. A bit of dirt from Harold Wilson. I hope. The minority parties join with us next Wednesday. We shall not only be able to set the wheels in motion, we shall also have reasserted the historic right of the House of Commons to say to the government of the day, enough is enough. It, it, remember what you were saying before, you lit, enough is enough. Mm. It's a lowering, not a raising. Enough is enough. No, it's enough. Is enough. enough. Yes. Enough. 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 Anyway, here's another bit. This is the male side of the coin. This is Harold Wilson. And what he's doing, he's trying to wriggle out the very difficult question that was asked him by David Dimbleby. Listen to this. Where does he get his money from? I'd love to know. Listen. Many of your, your colleagues have um, uh, said 
told us that they're, they're suffering financially from being in opposition. But you're said to have earned something between 100,000 and 250,000 by writing this book. Has that been a, a consolation to you over this I year? I wouldn't believe any of the stories you read in the press about that. My uh, press handling over a long period of time has been one of rumor. If they got the facts, they twisted them. Anything personal, if they didn't get the facts, they invented them. So we can dismiss that from the case right away. I got a fair, I think, a fair um, compensation for what I wrote, but I wouldn't uh, accept any of those views. I, <coughs> I get a salary as leader of the opposition. You couldn't, you couldn't set our minds at rest on the vexed question of what the Sunday Times did actually pay us, of No, I don't think it's a matter of interest to the BBC or to anybody else. But if you're interested in these things, you better find out how people buy yachts. Did you ask that question? Did you ask him how he was able to pay for a yacht? I haven't... Have you asked him that question? I haven't interviewed him. Well, has, has the BBC ever asked that question? I don't know. Well, what's it got to do with you, then? I imagine that. Well, why do you ask this question? I mean, why, why if people... Because he wants to put you on the spot, you fucking idiot. Does the BBC not regard that as a matter for public interest? Why do you, why do you come snooping with these questions here? It's only that it's been a matter of, of all I'm saying speculation. Is, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, I was giving I'm you saying, an opportunity if you wanted to, to say something about it. It was not a matter of speculation. You're just repeating press gossip. You have not put this question to Mr. Heath. When you've got an answer to him, come and put that question to me. By this is not, and this last question and answer are not to be recorded. By any, by any is this question being recorded? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, will you cut it out or not? <laughs> no. All right, we we'll stop now. No, oh, no, I'm sorry. Fuck I'm, off, I'm, I'm, really really I'm really not having this. The, the, press, the press may take this view. They wouldn't put this question to Heath. They put it to me. If the BBC put this question to me without putting it to Heath, the, the interview is off. No programs off. It's a ridiculous question to put. Yes, and, and I mean it cut off. I don't want to read in, in the Times diary on myself. <laughs> That's lovey. <laughs> All right, are you still running? Can I ask you this, then, which, I mean, I... Let me put this question, I mean, if you find this question... I'm to ask if your curiosity can be satisfied against disgraceful. Never had such a question on interview in my life before. I... Well, let's stop it now and talk about it, shall we? No, let's... Well, I'm going to keep going, I think, don't you? Tell us when you come. No, I think we'll have a new piece of film and we'll start all over again. But if this film is used or if this is leaked... You may not leak it, but these things do leak. I've never been to Lime Grove without it leaking. What's he mm. talking about? Never been to Lime Grove without it leaking, dirty bastard. You can get penicillin for that, Harold. <laughs> what I can never understand Two, four, about that one, game, right? Well, hold on, can we stop a moment? Can we stop again? Uh, okay. It's, uh, it's me, David, now. I'm on, I think. Thank you very much, love. What I can never understand about... Uh, do you mind, in the background, everybody? Can we just lose it now, everything about that? That's lovely, thank you very much. What I never understand about that in the media, why doesn't Dimbleby, why didn't Dimbleby just sort of say to him, Harold, how come it is that if you're a socialist, you've got so much fucking green stuff in the bank, you greedy bastard? Do you know what I mean? And then he would have been put on the spot and he would have had to have sort of said, I'm not answering that. 
so get stuffed. <laughs> but they turn it into all these silly words and everything. Anyway, we found you out, you miserable fucking twat. I fucking hate him. Supposed to be a socialist. He put socialism, socialism, I'm sorry, love. It's so carried away when I think about politics. I really do. He put it back 50 bloody years, the money-grabbing fucking toad. He really was that, Wilson. I fucking hate him. Anyway, Luke, let's look at the brighter side of things. Oop, I'll turn over. <laughs> Little joke, little joke. No, listen, settle down. I've got a lot of good stuff for you next week. I'm not going to give it all away now, obviously. I've got a lovely piece of dirt on Kevin Rowlands. Oh, did you all know he's getting married on the 20th? 20th of June, he's getting married. He's marrying that girl, the violinist, in Dexter Midnight Runners. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Two, two, two of the best fiddlers in the business walking up the aisle. <laughs> Can you believe it? Anyway, the dirt I've got on him concerns one Kevin Archer, right? Now, you probably don't know Kevin Archer. I'll tell you easy, quickly, very briefly, I'll get a bit excited. Get, look, Kevin Archer, right, he was the bloke who co-founded Dexter's Midnight Runners in the early days, just after they were in the Killjoys together, you see, and he was the songwriter, co-songwriter, and the co-founder of the band. And he split a couple of years ago. Uh, he left the band because he couldn't stand Kevin Rowland's big head. There wasn't enough room for him in the band. And he went away, and this is the God's honest truth, because I've got the tapes, and I will be playing them in a fortnight's time, by the way. Um, he went away and formed a sort of folk soul outfit, and they used to rehearse in the same place as Dex's, you know, because, like, Dex's were recycling all the old shit that he did when he was with the original Dex's Midnight Runners and not getting anywhere. And he was listening into the next room to Kevin Archer, you see. He was doing his sort of folk soul stuff. And honestly, on the tape, I've heard the tape, Kevin Archer's tape, and there's a track on it that, if I didn't know better, I'd say it was Come and Eileen, but with a different name. I really would. Anyway, we all know here at Station BPR that he ripped him off, and he's going to pay for it, because I don't like it hypocrisy i fucking hate it i really do i hate it gypsy have you seen those posters i can't believe them honestly at the age of 11 kevin was a failed priest at the age of what was it 19 he's a wandering minstrel at the age of 21 he was a tramp oh my life doesn't say fuck all about the age of 30 and being a property speculator in birmingham does it <laughs> no because it doesn't a bit too close to the bone that you fucker anyway i've got lots of dirt in the can for you i'm going to play it all for you in a fortnight's time and if you've got a little bit of filth we'll be giving you the address and the telephone number to contact us, alright, Timmy Cross, Tim to be friends, don't forget that, and it'll all be out on the air and everybody can listen to it, alright? This is Democracy Working on the Radio, I'm telling you that it's a fact. Now... Pull your bloody fingers out, get working, come on. Out of Satan's shadowy world of homosexuality, in a display of defiance against society, they came forth. Those who suffer the agony of rejection, the despair of unsatiated longing, desiring, endless lusting and remorse, crying that gay is good. Their tragic lives prove that there isn't anything gay about being gay. Fuck off, you bastards. You don't know what it's like to have a good stiff cock up your bleeding ass. I tell you. Three pints of bitter, your favourite party trick. Especially for John Lyndon, this one. Three pints of bitter, balanced on your prick. Three pints of bitter, it must be really thick. Three pints of bitter, it makes me bleeding sick. John Binder, John Binder, all I've heard of you. John Binder, John Binder, can it be really true? You're a better man than I, John B. You're a better man than me. I wouldn't like to stand next to you in the laboratory. I mean, I'd really like to know from this and that report How the fuck do you keep them up without any real support? How the fuck do you keep them up by the pints or arms what sort? 
How the fuck do you keep him up? It's more than a bleeding cork. Jumping turn, jumping turn, all over to you. Jumping turn, jumping turn, can it be really true? You're the man that I don't believe, a better man than me. I would like to stand next to you in the lavatory. Big, it must be wide, it must be fucking long All the reports, they can't be wrong It must be fucking strong I could be corrected, but when directed Large enough to bang a gong Big enough, tough enough, huge enough, rough enough Could be wrong for King Kong Jumping dirt, jumping dirt All over to you Jumping dirt, jumping dirt Can it be really true? You're a man, now I'm jumping What about all those fucking dogs there who came out in public and said they supported Mrs Thatcher and her policies and the Tories? Bernard Fatgut Manning, Max, Mad Max Bygraves, Kenny Everett, can you believe it? I always suspected that little bastard. I knew he was gay five years ago, you know, and he kept so quiet about it until three months ago. He's got to be a Tory mind ticking in the back of his rotten, stinking brain. Anyway, Kenny, you stupid little fucking sod, if the time comes where we've got to go abroad and fight in the Urals, up to our neck in snow and Ruskies, I bet you won't be there, you little bastard. You won't be able to carry a fucking Thames television van over there, will you? With video equipment, making sure you're making lots of money, you dopey sod. Kicking poor Michael Foote's stick away. What the devil's going on in the world? Bob Mankhouse, another fucking sold-out cretin. Roger Moore, oh, 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 so fucking thick, seven. Uh, another Tory. Barry Metal-Legs Sheen. And Charlie Nicholas, can you believe it? Charlie Nicholas, boy wonder at the football field. He comes out in public and says he's a Tory voter. Well, I'm fucking glad that he went to Arsenal. They deserve him. Oh, I fucking hate Arsenal. I've done as a boy. Fulham supporter me. Always will be. Right. Ella Fitzgerald. I think you're going to like it. Duke Ellington. Come on. Then, listen, a couple of weeks ago, do you remember it? It's very funny. I got this tape from a fella called Norrie Anderson, right, who lives in Shepparton in Middlesex. Right, Norrie Anderson. And he does that sort of rubbish. Uh, he, he performs under a name called Scratch. Right, and I gave you the telephone number and everything, and I played it. And it was dreadful. Do you remember it? Tire yellow ribbon around the old oak tree and all that sort of shit. Well, the silly old bastards only going to send me another fucking tape. Somebody must have phoned him up and said, you know, we heard it on the radio, <laughs> and he sent me another tape. And honestly, listen, Norrie, if you're listening, love, personally, I think it's a pile of shit. I really do. But we're going to play it one of your records, right, just so that everybody can sort of listen to what you're into. I'll give you the telephone number afterwards, kids. Listen to this. It's fucking hilarious. This is Norrie Anderson, 42A Green Lane, Shepparton, Middlesex. You know, those fucking <laughs> white, 
stripes <laughs> right down the middle of the fucking road. Listen, Norrie, and I'll give you his telephone number if you want to write to him or telephone him. Telephone him up on this number, right? You can commiserate with the dumb bastard. I'll tell you what. His telephone number is 984-724. That's Walton on Thames, right? I'll tell you what I'm going to play now. It's that band, Yip Yip. Yeah, fantastic voice that woman's got, isn't it? Fant- fantastic. Beautiful. Well done, love. That's Ella Fitzgerald there. Right, I'm just going to get a quick look at the Ben Coppers file. Let's have a look. We've had thousands of replies. Thanks very much, boys and girls. There's lots more of it here. Uh, PC Williams is bent. We know that. That was sent in from Acton by Miss Julie Walters. Thank you very much, Julie. Obviously, we can't give any addresses. Um, PC Davidson in Stoke Newington. That's been sprayed up. He's a bent bastard. Uh, PC Beard, Stoke Newington again. There's lots of bent coppers in Stoke Newington, isn't there? That's those two there. Oh, and WPC Olsen. WPC Olsen. She's bent in Hackney. And I don't know whether they're alluding to her sexuality or the fact that she's a fucking criminal. I don't know. But that's four, right? So I'll go through them again. WPC Olsen, right? From uh, let's have a look at that Hackney. PC Williams from Acton. PC Davidson and PC Beard. This is Kitchen. You're not kidding, love. Take it away, boys. Good morning, and welcome to the Regency Rooms Guildford, where I shall be hosting another Sunday morning of mayhem and madness in this week's Fashion Forum. Thank you very much. My guests this morning are Robbie James, ex-drum roadie with the Q-tips, Jock McIntyre, fashion editor of a distiller's journal called Och the New, and Glenn Trench, an English lecturer at Stanford College for Further Education. My name's Keith Kelly, and we hope you'll stay with us for the next half hour. I mean, I saw... We'll give you an example. I, in a restaurant a couple of days ago, I I went to see a show in Kilburn, a French theatre show, and I went to a restaurant after the show, and I saw Ken Livingstone, who... I must say here and now, I personally believe is a very warm... He's all right. He's, he's all right. In my book, he's all okay. Myself, I think he's a good man. Okay. But, 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 if I can say this, he was wearing flares. Oh, and what a wanker. No, but you can't say Anyone that, who wears flares is a wanker yeah. in my book. Jock, please, I would please I've ask got you to, hear that. to just hold back on the language, please, because right. it is okay. a live show. Okay. He's a prat. But I saw Ken... And he was wearing flares, and I have respected Ken. I love Ken's ideas. I think he's. Did he have him tucked into his boots? No, he didn't. That no, was the funny thing. Uh, Not unless he was jogging. Overtly. No and it made there. me th- If Robbie, because did obviously I was. leg warmers on. Ken, that would have saved him. Was wearing. Please, boys, if you can just. Sorry. Yeah. He was wearing flare trousers, and I thought, Ken Livingstone. A lot right. of people who are hip, yeah. they love Ken, yeah. they think he's right, which yeah. is great, because I agree with the guy, he's but he's wearing he's flared trousers. Flared now, yeah. how much, how much can you take into consideration Oh, Metcalf or me? Tell us. Metcalf or me? Well, 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 because for me, what I'm saying, man, is how important, how important is fashion? He's not interested in fashion. No, but who is Glenn? Who is? Prats. Are interested in fashion? Usually Prats. Yeah. In my book. But I have said at the beginning of the program, I've said that you are all very 
fashionably dressed. <laughs> yeah. Apart from Robbie. Everybody looks like a piece that's of That's like your life. That's like an extension of my personality. Robbie, you're not looking particularly fashionable. You haven't said a lot. He's, he's, got, he's not got a lot he's to say. He's got a stupid coat on. He's very badly dressed, and has he got a lot to say? No one has been silent. Yeah, the worst dressed man in London to talk about fashion. <laughs> well, look at a horrible state <laughs> We are. Well, I can understand. Glenn, you seem to put yourself on the pinnacle of what it's like to be no, in public. Jock, you yourself are a model, I can't use another word, but Robbie, <laughs> you're very quiet, you're dressed like a fucking bag of can't. shit. Why? Well, put it this way, Keith. Is he you know, if I was, if I was, put it this way, if I was to dress in a set of, you know, post-Holocaust Kevin Rowland, excuse me, my denims are more bleached than yours, but the arms have been blown out of them. Neil Young. My, you know, my... My ankles are... are As Jock says, Neil Young. Young. It's very Neil Young. Young. What would, what would people say about it? They say, they say, they, no, let, let's be honest here again. They say, Robbie Coltrane, <laughs> uh, that sweet, fat, brat, excuse me, boy. Denim clad, brat. Jock, please, if we could just... He's losing his edge. I do invite people, excuse me, Robbie, excuse me, Robbie, I invite people and I can assure you that you will be given your... And my time, I realise Absolutely. This. Now, if you could just... <coughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, but seriously, Robbie, if you could just give Robbie a chance. They're, they're beasts. They're beasts. Sure. I, I think they should sure. be kept in it. I wonder they're all in the fucking front. If, yes, yes, please. I must ask you not to swear. Both Jock and Glenn, please, because Robbie's no. doing so beautifully. Okay. Well, why doesn't he get on with it, then? He is. Uh, he's Jock. so fucking intelligent, he doesn't know how to swear. What a cunt. Well, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to stay there in Guildford because it's time for Station PPR Traffic News. Thank you very much indeed. That was Dave Kelly, our pie in the sky. And now, one of my favorite tracks, and I'm sure it's going to be one of yours. It's Muriel's Bedbug. What a scream Muriel made. Obviously, she was afraid.
Now, as you have probably heard from Mr. Eddie Kelly earlier on in the show, Station BPR's policy is not just to bring you music, it's to bring you information. And we have managed to secure a very, very wonderful and very revealing, very enlightening interview with a certain Mr. Kevin Rowlands. We sent one of our occasional, and I do mean occasional, reporters down to, I think it was Phonogram Records, but I'm sure he's going to tell you, down there to interview Mr. Kevin Rowlands, and the man's name is Mr. Peter Kelly. He is, in fact, Eddie Kelly's brother, and it's quite uh, interesting. I do beg your pardon. I'm looking along the list here. His name is David Kelly. That is Eddie Kelly's brother. Peter Kelly will be with you on our next broadcast. It goes something like this. Hello. Dave Kelly here, and welcome to this week's Talk Twice. Now, earlier this week, I went down to Phonogram Records to the head office, and I talked to Mr. Kevin Rollins uh, and his followers, sometimes called Dexies Midnight Runners. Kevin, uh, it's very nice to have you on the show. Lovely. You're looking very well. Um, now, just on the wall here, I noticed that there is a poster for your current uh, tour and album and all that. Uh, and uh, I noticed that it says on there that uh, at 11, uh, you say you were a failed priest. At 19, you, you were, were a tramp. tramp. <clears throat> and at 21, you succeeded in becoming a wandering gypsy. Ooh, yeah. Now, as far as I can see, it, I can't see any mention on that poster that at 31, which is, of course, what you are now, Kevin... Uh, that you are now a very successful uh, property owner in Birmingham. Kevin, I don't know whether I should bring this up, but uh, I know a lot of people are very interested in this particular subject, and it is common knowledge that you've had quite extensive plastic surgery on your nose. Now, uh, commonly known as a nose job in the biz. Now, um, what I'd like to know is... Did the old cock not fit in with the new Celtic soul rebel image kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? Kevin, one more question I'd like to ask you before we go. Um, yeah, sorry, can we just... Bad, oh, you guys over there with the blindfolds and the earplugs in you, what do you've got to say about this? Why don't you cross the bridge, Kevin? question, Kevin. You've just released uh, the third single from your very successful, very financially rewarding album. Yes, hold it, hold, wait for it. Uh, is, this, is this because, A, you have finally used up all Kevin Archer's material, or B, you're flogging a dead horse, or C, Just hear one, one more time from the chimpanzees in the corner. Well, Lovely. Don't you cross that bridge, Kevin? For fuck's sake! Right, well, that was a nice bit of dirt, wasn't it? Uh, Kevin Rollins from Dexy's Been Out Runners. My uh, next guest next week is uh, Sext Boots Dread, the only gay raster in the biz, and I will be conducting an exclusive interview with him. Right, well, uh, this is Dave Gurley from uh, Talk Twice saying uh, thanks for listening on BPR. And I'm going to hand you back now to Lou Steiner. Listen, sweetheart, we haven't got much time. I'm going to tell you this once and once only. So you better listen good. You know how to listen, don't you? Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, Humphrey Bogart, one of my old compatriots from back home. That sure does make my heart beat fast and my eyes water. Now, as I said... Me think about the lion as him rest up on the sand. Me think about the elk that me have from white man. And me want to cry him. Because me listen to the lion. Me know when we talk that me with bread rain. Me know that me mix up with real good friend. Good situation. It not a bird situation. Because we black and me proud and me Rastafari Me and your people we not see eye to eye There's a difference in me lifestyle There's a difference in me dance style What a difference in me peace file Because me black and me proud and me Rastafari And me homosexual 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 me take it off the arse and me jam it up me pants Me like a big man with a fuck all romance And him licking up me backside And him trimming on his red side Me beef it up me rum and me like it up me bum Me lick him on the cocky and him no run run Cause he whack it up me timbo And me dread eye with a wimbo Cause me pull down him pants and him moan, moan, moan Him want a big poker up him bone, bone, bone And him take it with the ivy And me want to be a nasty And me love to kiss him puber Me lie on the bed with me legs akimbo Me looking for love and him call me bimbo Cause me starical me not hysterical Me spread up and cheek And him burst him with love Him stab it up me bucky And me know it from above Cause the iris of iron Is putting up me big bone Me want to stab it up the backside Me want to cover him in my ride And me sit on him face and him tickle up me ball Me like it in me mouth and him say fuck all With it running round the gum sky And him never ask me why, why Because him like a plucky sexy And him sexy, sexy, sexy And him hung like a donkey Because me size guy, me size guy, me a wise guy and me a homosexual Say me a homosexual Say me a homosexual Welcome to the exciting new sound of Radio 1 Everyone, welcome to the exciting new sound of Radio 1 Shut that fucking asshole up. Okay, well, we're going to stay with the theme there, sexual politics. We're going to talk about racial politics. we got a lot of people here in the studio. Later on, during the morning's program, I'm going to have, I do believe, Rachel Strong is going to be popping in and having a little chat about her, 
Her position in life and her relationship with the station. Station BPR, Breakfast Pirate Radio. What you're going to hear now is Mr. Peter Singh, The Rockin' Seek. This is a number called Elvis. I am indeed on the phone. I do beg your pardon. This is called Rockin' with a Seek. Okay, there you go. That was Mr. Peter Singh, and he's going to show the world that Seeks can rock and roll too. That is available on Screaming Out for Red Records, and it is by, as I say, Mr. Peter Singh. The song is called Rockin' with the Seek. Okay, here we go. This is Station BPR, as I've told you, Breakfast Pirate Radio. The time here on the station is exactly the same time as it is in your house. Now, I have got a tape here in my hand, which I'm just about to put into a machine over here, and it contains a little bit of uh, information which might serve you in good stead in the future. Now, a lot of you people who listen to this station may have heard of Archie Shep. Archie Shep is one of my fellow countrymen. He's an American, he's black, and he's one of the greatest, one of the greatest black jazz musicians in the world. He was responsible for, or not responsible for, but he supported the Black Panther movement when nobody else would. Everybody else was running around wondering what the fuck they were doing. Archie Shep was laying it on the line. Okay, Archie Shep is a heavy character. He came over here, he'd done a couple of gigs last year. I do believe it was last November. And there was a guy in London, his name I know is, let me have a look here on this piece of paper, his name is Stuart. Now, Stuart, he used to own a wine bar in London or a club or a pub or whatever it is, and it's called The Grapes, and it was in Islington. And somehow he managed to get Archie Shep up to his place and do one of those sort of midnight gigs where he turned up, had a blow, the band were there, everybody was having a really good time. Halfway through the session, who should turn up but Mr. Georgie Benson? Okay, George is another one of my guys. He ain't quite so heavy as Archie, but George was there. It was going to be a great night out. Now, what we're doing here is we're going to play this tape because this fits into the asshole of the week spot, all right? Now, remember, the guy's name is Stuart, okay? Uh, he was putting on his gig of the great. Uh, I'd just like to say that two weeks after the gig went on, the guy went bankrupt, all right? And he was putting it around town that he had the tapes, he had the video film, he had the fucking lot, and he was going to make a lot of money. The guy went bankrupt, and he's now opened a new wine bar in London, which I do believe is called the Blenheim. Now, nobody knows where it is here at Station BPR, but if you know a guy called Stuart who runs a bar and it's called the Blenheim, well, you got to go up to him and say, listen, you are a fucking asshole because this is English jazz buffs disappearing up their own ass. This is him giving a kind of speech at the end of Archie's set and trying to get Archie back on to do another couple of numbers, okay? Sit back and listen to this. Station BPR, Breakfast Pirate Radio, okay? Oh, can I say Without the drummer, Marvin Smith. I 
mean, would anybody like to hang with our Bobby Smith? Would anybody like to see him without the bass player, Santi De Priano? If we lock the doors and get a load of traffic wardens and old Bill around the place, they can't get out, right? Oh. Uh. Archie! jazz buff asshole talking out of his ass. Now, the reason we have him here on Station BPR is because of the following. Now, he promised Archie Shep that if any of the stuff was recorded, he was going to go into a little deal with Archie. They were going to release the tapes. Archie Shep live at uh, the Grapes in London, maybe make a few dollars and people would all be happy. Archie Shep left the country. This fucking asshole called Stuart, who now runs a wine bar called the Grapes in, uh, no, the Blenheim. I don't know where it is. It's in London somewhere. He ripped off the tapes. Archie Shep has been phoning them up. This is a God's honest truth. This is Station BPR truth here. Archie Shep has been hounding that guy and that guy has disappeared. So if you come across this guy called Stuart who is running a wine bar called the Blenheim, you better ask him where those tapes are and maybe you should phone up Archie Shep's record company and say, listen, we got the guy here and he's got the tapes. Obviously, there was a representative from Station BPR down there and we did actually make a tape out the whole gig and maybe we'll be bootlegging them at some time in the future. If we do bootleg them, I can assure you, ladies and gentlemen, all you people out there who are listening, we'll share the proceeds with Archie Shep. That is how good we are. Okay, we got a request spot here. We got a song, and it is for Stuart, the man who is now running a wine bar called The Blenheim. This is a song called You Are Wasting Your Time. Hey, uh, maybe it's going to come out here. I ain't too sure. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, of course, he's not actually the only person here in Britain who can do it in the mix. We can do it in the mix as well. And what we intend to do is mix it up slightly. Um, a lot of people go into recording studios, they finish the work that they intended to set out doing, and they have a little bit of free time. Whilst they're in there, they get up to all sorts of naughty business. What I'm going to play you now is, um, believe it or not, it is, in fact, Michael Jackson. Um, it will never be released in this country or anywhere else. Um, we've managed to get hold of a copy, and I think you'll find it very fascinating. This is Michael Jackson. Later on during the programme, we shall, of course, play you some of his more commercial stuff. Of course, me and the fellows have another name for it. For something like this. Tuesday.
Loves Anthony Cross. Hey, but not too hard, you saucy sods. Come on out of bed. Prince Buster, no prizes for guessing who that was. My name is Timmy Cross, Tim to be friends of a said. I go, Kee! all bloody morning. I don't give the monkeys toss about anybody at all. Um, I've got my own show for an hour. I've got a lot of dirt, as I said, doing the record. Maggie Thatcher, she comes under the screws of lie of uh, Mr. Timmy Cross. I've got a little bit of dirt on David Coleman. In the next show, I've got the Trogs tape, the Pristine tape, you know, where they're banging the drums and all that sort of rubbish. We've got traffic checks, weather reports. We've got lots of dirt, lots of music. Now, here's a little bit which I think you're going to like. It's Chaz Barton and Luke Linelli, and it's going to be their song for Europe in a couple of years' time. Aging a Listen, I've got some lovely stuff. I'm going to play you the complete version of that, that in Northern Industrial Gay Record. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I thought that man, Jerry Arkwright, is absolutely fantastic. If you're listening, Jerry, love, next time you come down to London and a bit of cruising, you can come and fist fuck me anytime. Listen, Jerry Arkwright, you'll love it. There's something happening. Are you ready for this, mother? Right, you southern flash bastard, you cultural pigs. I've come with a tail from up north. 
I'm an industrial gay, and I like it that way. Fist fucking on the first of four. The time has come for the north to rise in a welter of leather and sweat. And I've cruised down south looking for big boys, and I haven't met a big one yet. But I'm that shopkeeper, that's fit as long as tight spices, even had a grave digger once. I've had riggers and cabbies and fitters and nabbies down here, I've had a king's cross bumps. I've never had an artist or a middle class twat And I don't fuck clerks from the bank But I once met a teacher at a football match And we won, so I gave him a bloody good glow job You're right Men in grease and leather and oil is what keeps those lads so strong With the steel being pressed and the cock in your hand You know, you can't go wrong We're all big lads and we drink like fuck But up we're up and crack it done Bricklaying, fist fucking and a bit of our graft No women to keep us warm I've had eggs and herpes and gonorrhea twice But love a bit of sifflet pig I once got sift off a jolly jack tar So I buried the bastard in sea I've never had an artist or a middle class twat And I don't fuck clerks from the bank But I once met a teacher at a football match And we won, so I gave him a damn good seeing too You know what I'm saying, lad? Riggers and cabbies and fitties and navvies Down here I've had a king's cross box I've never had an artist or a middle class twat And I don't fuck clerks from the bank But I once met a teacher at a football match And we won so I gave him a damn good education Your cultural pigs I've come with a tale from up north I'm an industrial gay And I like it that way Fist fucking on the first of fourth The time has come for the north to rise In a welter of leather and sweat So I've cruised down south Looking for young men And I haven't met a nice one yet Shopkeepers, gas, fifties, lorry drivers, tyres, mice I even had a great bigger once I've had riggers and cabbies and fitties and nabbies Down here I've had a king's cross box I've never had an artist or a middle class twat And I don't fuck clerks from the bank But I once met a teacher at a football match And we won so I gave him a whack You're right, mother Does your chewing gum lose its flavour on your parents? Does your chewing gum lose its flavour on your mother's varicose veins overnight? Honestly, what disgust.
disgusting nonsense. I love him and I think he's great. Right, anyway, a bit more dirt. Now, before I do, I'm going to give you a time check. The time here on Station PPR is exactly the same time as it is at your house. Clever bastards. <laughs> right then, don't be ruled by time. I'm telling you, it's a stupid thing to do. Now then, I've got a little bit of dirt on David Colbert, Mr. Sensible, the man who spent 30-odd years in a fucking white neck collar shirt with a tie and all that shit. I hate him. I hate him. I've got, to, I've got a tape here of him, right? And it's him losing his bottle, losing his temper. Do you remember when the World Cup was in Mexico? Well, this is David Coleman. Listen to this. Going absolutely bloody bonkers, loves. Hello from Mexico. Jonathan, keep it simple. You've got a bloody zoom there and a camera that's racing all over the bloody studio. I mean, Christ Almighty, you'd do better on one camera, for God's sake. Get in your original position. Let me do the opening link again, then. I mean, don't try and be bloody clever. Shoot it on one camera, if necessary, and keep the link camera covering me. A bloody din and racing all over the place. He must be in the shop there, isn't he? Track him back. You can't move that. He's against the desk. Move this. Keep your camera still now. Bloody chattering all the way through it. Get your bloody finger out. And leave your cameras in the same position. You've got one bloody zoom on there. You can cover it. I've never seen such a bloody carnival in my life. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. He has. If you keep your finger out of what, you fucking dictator. You'd think that bastard owned the bloody BBC, wouldn't you? Never mind bloody work for it. Listen. Oh, I'm sorry, love, I went off the air then, honestly. I'm so sorry, I just wept myself laughing. What an old tosser. Listen, this is Donna Summer's State of Independence, one of my favourites. Come on, out to bed. Hope you get... Anyway, listen, while I was listening to that David Coleman thing, I've been digging out my old tapes here, a big pile of them. No wonder he's in the fucking state he is. I tell you, it's unbelievable. I've come across another tape, right, of Grandstand. Listen to this, the old tune for Grandstand. Listen to it, it's lovely. <laughs> Are you ready? Tonight, Come on the first off. Next week, you have to keep it going, David, with flashes. How long are they going to be? David, entry. David, entry. Put those bloody racing results on camera three, quickly. All of them, quickly. All of them, gone. Uh, the the uh, 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 is ready. Commentator is Cliff Morgan on the rugby union. Cliff Morgan. What the? John McGonagall quickly. What the hell's going on? The one bloody floor in four and a half hours. I can't get one minute report out of you on time. Well, you should have kept him in out of vision. Well, you should make up your own bloody minds. You bums. Stand by. I have
This is our little spot called Faces About Town, and it's all about famous people. Well, not famous people, like stereotypes in London, you know, like the cab driver, the friendly Bobby, what a fucking joke, it's sort of things like that. Well, this one is the newspaper seller, right, the newspaper seller, and we sent down one of our roving reporters, Tony Kelly, right down to have a look at a newspaper man. Here we go, listen to this, you like it. I'm walking along here on the average London street, and we'd like to meet another one of our London faces. This chappy... Cheers, lovely 70s, thank you very much. This chappy, you've been on the streets now for a few years now, haven't you? That's right, yeah, yeah. And what exactly do you do now? Well, I've been selling newspapers now for 20 odd years, and I'll tell you one thing, some. Over the years, there's been a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful drop in standards. I see, yes, yeah. And now, now, how many editions of the paper do you do you actually um, sell? And when it comes oh, we do a lot. We do a lot. I tell you, Thursdays, uh, Thursdays, we do it. We're not going to mount Fridays. We always sell a couple of extra. Uh, I bet you meet a few characters as you. Uh, oh, as you are. yeah. I mean, you get all the winners. All the winners. You get all the winners. Yeah. Aren't and um, you, uh, you enjoy your job, do you? Oh, I love it. Not as much as sex. I was in bed last night after the cup final. <laughs> And uh, I've got a lovely bit of late-night extra <laughs> off the old missus, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You're a bit uh, of a joker on the fire, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You're a, you know, I'm one of our good old London characters. I've really sense of humour. That's what we like to find. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't smile, so don't chop yourself. Stand it! Thank you, yeah. Right, there you go. <laughs> Wasn't that absolutely fantastic? Here's a big thief, right? I hate this bastard. Malcolm McLaren, I loathe him. Here it is. It's a track off his rotten, stinking poxy album. No quick fades here, not for that dumb bastard. Anyway, listen, I've got found a lovely little tape here, another little bit of dirt. This is Dean Martin, right? Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, and they're supposed to be advertising a film called The Caddy from America. I think you'll like this one. And later on, I've got The Clash interview, if I can find it. It's here somewhere, The Clash interview. I'll be playing that for you. That's them in America as well. But this is Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Listen to this. About our latest and funniest picture for Paramount. Of course you mean The Caddy. Oh, but of course. You know, Jerry, I don't remember the last time I had so much fun making a picture. Boy, I'll say. How about that scene when I wrecked the department store that I'm working in? <laughs> and what about the scene when I come home and find a strange, and I do mean strange, man in my bed, and it turns out to be you? Tell him about the terrific game of golf I play. Go on, tell him. Terrific. I've never seen golf played that way before. Crazy, man, crazy. I hate to brag, folks, but I think the caddy is the funniest picture we've made. No kidding, it's got 90 riotous minutes of howls, gags, fun, and more heartwarming entertainment than you and the family ever saw. You'll love Jerry and me and the caddy. Take my word for it, the caddy is the most hilarious picture we've ever made. Come on and join the fun. See Paramount's the caddy. Yeah, the caddy. Is that all right, you cocksucker? How was that, you shitty <laughs> Without reading it, I'm with you. Okay. Next, you still rolling? Still rolling? All right, start. You can cut that bit out. I will. Okay. Uh, this is Dean Martin. And Jerry Lewis asking you to see our newest and funniest picture to date. Of course, you mean the caddy. You bet I do. The caddy is filled with 90 hilarious minutes of howls, gags, fun, and heartwarming entertainment that the entire family will enjoy. Crazy, man, crazy. No doubt about it, Dean. This is the funniest picture we've ever made. No kidding, folks. We're sensational. Take my word for it. Come on and join the fun. See Paramount's the caddy. Yeah. It'll make you shit. <laughs> Cut out, make. <laughs> you ready? 
You ain't doing a fucking thing. You're just standing there. Now, this is Dean Martin. And Jerry Lewis with your evil Dave and Slayer, you cocksuckers. <laughs> Well, this guy with TB gets through here. Ready? Shh. Now, this is Dean Martin. And Jerry Lewis with a reminder to see our newest and funniest motion picture ever, The Caddy. Oh, he's right, folks. Come on and join the fun in the most righteous 90 minutes of howls. Righteous? Where the fuck do you see righteous? That's riotous, you greaseball. Righteous. What is this, a religious picture? I ain't up. This is religious, Martin and Jerry Lewis. Oh, there's there. Five fucking lines. We can't get through it. Come on, 15. This is Dean Martin. And Jerry Lewis with a reminder to see our newest and funniest motion picture ever, The Caddy. Oh, he's right, folks. Come on and join the fun in the most wonderful 90 minutes of howls and gags you ever saw. We'll be seeing you in Paramount's The Caddy. Yep, The Caddy. With a big cock on it. <laughs> Right then, there you go. This is Station BPR. That was Jerry Lee. No, not Jerry Lee. Silly old bastard. That was Jerry Lewis and that was Dean Martin. Drunk as an old fool. Right, I've got a lovely piece of music here for you. It's by a guy who's called Keith Allen. He's a stand-up comic. And it's a song which I think is going to be on an album of his. And it's called All This Scratching Is Making Me Rich. Buffalo goes around the outside and stay there. Buffalo girls around the outside and stay there. Come on, everybody, and gather around. But the guy got a new kind of sound. Everybody listen to what I gotta say. Cause I just got back from the USA. Dum dum dummies. I had a lot of laughs and I had a lot of fun. I think God got my number one. Buffalo girls, sheep. Buffalo boys, sheep. How the fucking hell does it have to happen in my bloody show? That's what I want to know. ECN in Boston with Oedipus and a Clash. And now we have Mr. Topper heading to introduce... Our last choice. Ah, fuck off, you dopey bastards. I'm really pissed off now, I really am. Of all the bloody people that they could attack on this fucking show, it has to be me. That's the bloody home office, that is. They're bugging us. They're actually having a go, because I've got all the sauce and I've got all the fucking dirt and I've got all the real information. They come along and they fuck up my show, they Ooh, honestly, I'm so... <laughs> What's going on? I bet the bloody GPO don't come and interfere and this one's on the fucking air. Mother of the... You know, she was a cocaine freak, don't you? That's right, she was an addict. I know she was. Anyway, listen, it's about time that particular song was wrested from the right. The Tories, they shouldn't believe that that is their sole property. It should belong to everybody. It's a wonderful song. You shouldn't be embarrassed about singing it because it could be a land of hope and glory if we all pull the bloody fingers out. Right, listen, lots of stuff for you. I'm so pissed off with that bloody interference, I really am. Oh, now the fucking tape recorder doesn't bastard work. What the fuck is going on here? The bloody hell's happening? 
Oh, sod it. Look, look, look. Fuck it. It's a fucking shambles. The place is a fucking shambles. Oof. Honestly, I was supposed to come flying back in there. The bloody station logo. Talking over it, fading this in, fading that out, making myself look bloody brilliant. And what do I get? Fuck all. Sweet fuck bugger all. Honestly, it's a bloody joke. I'm pissed off. Me mains leads come out, the earthing's touching this. If I touch a bloody fader here, fuck all happens on that tape recorder. It's a fucking joke, you bastards. Not you.